Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Dance Diaries. I'm Carol. And I'm Kim. Welcome, everyone. We are so excited today. We have a special guest, Edson Jen, who is the go-to masseuse for the Pro-Am Ballroom Dancers. And we have him as our special guest in our first interview here on The Dance Diaries. Along with being the go-to masseuse, he has a list of accolades, and I just want to read them through to make sure that I get them correct. Firstly, he is a four-time World Senior Latin Finalist, a WDO World Senior One Latin Champion. He is a U.S. National Senior One Latin Champion and currently represents the United States as a Senior One Open Latin Champion. Edson, welcome to The Dance Diaries. Edson, so I'm really interested in how uh, you were partnering, being your partner in New York and when you were in Germany. And we talked briefly about how I believe you said you had mental um, practice is what you were doing. I'd love yeah. to learn more about that. Yes, I did. I did a lot of that. I mean, um, what I've learned is also, um, well, first of all, I really enjoy when I hear music, I, I automatically put a dance to it, right? Automatically, there's a dance that goes to it. And when that happens, automatically, I'm in my head doing my routine. This is why what I do a lot when I'm away. Even when I'm in New York, even when I'm in the bus, it doesn't matter where I am. If, the, if there's music playing, if there's sounds, there's a routine going on in my head. There's a dance going on in my head. Um, so... I did a lot of that. I still do a lot of that. And also I do a lot of um, practicing in my own kitchen. After dinner, normally that's the time. After dinner, I get up. I'm like, oh, okay, I have energy. My belly's full. Let's dance. Kim's laughing because I think she does that every, every yeah, night. I put, the, I put in the music and I just go. I just start like doing I'm, all the I'm holding myself back. Because if right. you, well, I, do I, I don't too. know if you could see, I have, I have uh, this beautiful flooring. Thank you, God. Yeah. You know, and I just move my stuff and that's it. And I just, yeah. And I also have a ballroom. I'm blessed to have a ballroom where I live too. So yeah. Nice. It's yeah. Great. So it's, this is why I know, this I know is true passion. to stay, to stay, um, to stay on track with my own improvement mm -hmm. so that when I see my partner, and then we just, when we touch hand, it might take like 30 minutes and boom, right back into, right back on track. Like we we saw each, each other like the previous day. Mm -hmm. See, that's I just love that. I, I do a lot of what you've just said there. And I find that that completely uh, enhances um, how I, how I see myself, not only in practice, but as a competitive pro and ballroom dancer, I completely visualize how I'm going to present myself in a competition as well. And mm -hmm. I think that that's a big part of readiness. Kim and I spent a lot of time talking about that. Um, and so how has that evolved then for you? If you do a lot of that, I understand that, uh, Kim, you were telling me that Edson is a coach as well for pro-am dancers. Is that part of what you go through as well i'd love to learn more there yeah yes. yes definitely that's that's exactly that's part of what i teach as well that's part of, of what i teach to um some of my clients and this is also one thing that really helps them improve because as not all program students but most program students they have regular life right they have their regular work dancing is a is a way for them to get away from everything else in their life it's that they're, you know, they're, um, what do you call that? They're little 
meditation what, space and, or right, mm, right, calm yeah. space or yeah. you know, so peaceful area. They, mm -hmm. they have their lesson and then they just go, right? Because they have to go. They have to go do something else. Mm -hmm. So I start teaching them that, okay, we know you have a busy life. However, if you can manage to have that lesson, whether you have 10, 15 minutes at the studio and you practice afterwards or not, you got to keep practicing what you just learned mentally. You know, if you in bed, close your eyes and just think about what you just learned. And that's one way for sure to improve really fast in your own dancing. Repetition and impact. Repetition. Yeah. Because it's a lot of people, a lot of time, unfortunately, they wait for competition to get you know get mm -hmm. ready and everything to get competition ready <laughs> right it's like rah rah get competition ready at the competition right it's exactly. just, right rah, rah. it doesn't really work <laughs> get rah, rah. let's right. get competition ready at the competition at the competition right so so what i really have been preaching and coaching my um clients is everything you want to do at the competition needs to happen at home needs to happen at the dance studio Right. And you need to practice them on a regular basis. That's when you're going to get much better when you get to a competition. That's when you're going to be relaxed. That's when you're going to have more confidence in the other competition because the confidence is built. So I'm jumping track, but they all yeah, interact, you know, interlace that that confidence that you want. Happens at the dance studio. It happens at home. When you close your eyes and you can see your whole routine, if you can go in, the, in your own head by yourself, in your own step, your whole routine, you're good already. Kim, this How, is that's amazing, step. right? We right. should have had we I should have had in to our to our stamina and rounds, you know. Oh, incredible! I so mm -hmm. I was just gonna say, Kim, Carol's I, I so want great to with share. This, yeah. I love that because Carol it's an so I, great at this. Yeah. I go I, I go to the gym and I I do all of my rounds and I do like. 19 different different dances okay i can go through them and i visualize myself with an actual person dancing with me so i'm able to go through it right kim i was telling you on my own even though sometimes you know obviously you need to be led and lead and follow and all that mm -hmm. but no matter where i am i have that ability to mentally visualize the entire routine and i i think that makes a difference for me anyway, Edson, because I only go to the studio maybe once a week and, you know, versus maybe some that go several times a week. So mm -hmm. I have to find other measures to get better at it. And it sounds like that's a real good best practice, right? And oh, I sure. think for you though, Carol, I would take it a step further. You don't only do it mentally. You actually go, Carol, as far as I know, you actually go through your combinations. I do. Okay everything by herself and mm -hmm. i think and i and i have mm -hmm. done that and i do that i don't do it as regularly as you do but that i mean practicing on your own not just physically and mentally mental is the harder part because once you leave the studio most people okay on to the next thing and then they right. forget um the physical part comes easier because you turn on the music and you go right, right. um but i want to get into the coaching and how you're going to translate that to bringing this to the pro-am dance world which you're starting to do right now mm -hmm. with your new coaching program and i want to be able to incorporate things that carol does you know and you guys both do and i do as well 
getting by ourselves on our own two feet and how does that breed confidence? But here's what I got from you today, if you don't mind me sharing, Edson. My mission as a coach is to help dancers find peace, enjoyment once again in their dancing. Talk more about that. Love that. The reason I said once again, which is key for me, because I notice, and the beautiful thing is, right, as a massage therapist, people tell me everything. People tell me everything. If you share anything, I will never talk to you again. (laughs) (laughs) No, really, because you can see the frustration. I mean, granted, people come and see me, they're all happy. However, when you start talking, you can hear the frustration. You can see it. Now, since I started coaching um, dancers, I started sitting back and watch. Watch how they practice, how they interact with each other, how they communicate with each other. Right? Mm -hmm. And I noticed dancing is fun for everyone. We all started dancing because we want to have fun. We love it. And it brings us joy. Mm. Once you put the word competition into it, the fun is out of the window for a lot of people. Everything becomes like hardcore. Got to get everything perfect. Everything had to be right. You know, my hair has to be straight. If there's like one hair sticking out, forget it. This is the end of the world, right? People forget why they started dancing. A lot of people forget why they started dancing. And this is why you see a lot of partnerships split. A lot of people yelling at each other, whether it's the teacher yelling at the studio, student like unhappy. I mean, people, you know, people act, they don't act their best. Right. When there's competition. You are so it is so true. I'm I'm gonna share a really brief story very, very quickly. Um, um, and I'm sharing this for not, not, not anything about me, but it's really about exact, it goes to exactly what you just said, right? I get on the floor and I don't compete with anyone else. I compete with myself. Um, I went to world competition, became, a um, uh, American rhythm, silver, uh, world, uh, champion in July of 2022. I went to nationals. <laughs> I know you were there with you a franchise studio. studio. World cha- yeah. champion, uh, Silver yes. Rhythm. Okay, that was in July of 2022. In October of 2022, that same year, I went to nationals and I, I could barely make quarterfinals, final, uh, semifinals or finals. Um, and the reason is, to your point, that first step on the dance floor in that very first round, I knew that those ladies were, were competing Mm -hmm. and I started to compete and I started to get, and my dance partner said to me, you lost when you started to compete. Right. So to your point, exactly that I go on the dance floor, I'm competing with myself. I'm having fun. I'm bringing to the dance, you know, to the competitive floor, what I learned in the studio. And then when the competition starts, I got out of my headspace and I got into their headspace and I let them get into my headspace and I lost. How do you become a world champion and not be, and then months later at a national can't make quarterfinals or semifinals? It was crazy. So that brings me to my next point because you're going to help and this is you, these, these again are your words that you shared with me. Help people, help them figure out what works 
best, what works for them and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that in your coaching, because that that is so incredible. Um, because as dancers, Carol, I'm going to deflect to you. Sure. I think you know better what works for you, right? Than sure. I know better than what works for me. And I think someone like Edson, helping them figure out what works and what doesn't. How do you do that? Well, the, the whole idea of coaching at least, you know, the way I approach it is helping people figure out who they are. As a dancer. As a person. As, as a, a person dancer, first. Okay. As a person first, as a dancer. I mean, I think I think one of the hardest and most beautiful thing in this world is when you can learn about yourself, like who you actually are deep down inside. Mm-hmm. What makes you tick? What makes you who you are? Right? I love that. That that's, right that's there. You know, Kim and I both talk a lot about you know why most people love to dance and it's beyond a hobby it's, it's who you mm-hmm. are it's inside of you uh, if if I were to answer a lot of that my, in terms of my self-awareness I'm, I'm very aware that I love to perform I love the joy of dance I love how it is resonates just comes out of your pores when you dance and a lot of people who watch feel that and they yes. see that and and I don't do it with purpose. It just comes out naturally yes. like that, right? For, so for beautiful. me, isn't that, you know, is that, that's what you mean. It's, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's something you said there, Kim, for that. For, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. And I think actually, Carol, um, you said something, you don't do it with purpose. I think you do deep down. Like, I think your subconscious brings that purpose forward. You are so purposeful, okay. so purposeful in your dancing. I, if it were for how I exude joy, yes, I, mm-hmm. I am purposeful on making sure that every turn, every every extension of hand, whether it's a head movement, a balance, what have you, it is with purpose of expression, right? Mm-hmm. So that joy just sort of comes out, Edson, I would say, yeah. right? It, yeah. So do you, when oh. you coach, do you, do you have conversations with people about learning about them or do you see it through their dancing, Edson? I see, I like to have the person send me a clip or most oh. of the time I already see them dance, right? Mm-hmm. I work, I work with, um, a lot of them, I already work with them either as a therapist or I mm-hmm. know them by watching them dancing. Um, so since I observe a lot more, I can start telling exactly, okay, this is what the person, sometimes I'm wrong, of course. (laughs) Of course I can be completely wrong and that's okay. But Mm -hmm. a lot of time I can tell, okay, this is what I notice, especially not just on the dance floor, also how the person carry themselves off the dance floor, how they interact with their teachers. Like what is their... Can you tell me more about that? Because Kim and I have had an interview where we've discussed this and... What does that, how is that telling from one part of that to the other? Uh, what, what, do you have an example? And you don't have to, it's not about names. It's about mm-hmm. behavior. Uh, what have you noticed there? Oh, I'm, I'm going to give you an example. There were mm-hmm. two couples that were competing for the top world title, right? I mean, they were at it they were so close that they were tied two and two. And then the final dance, which is jive turned, you know, turned one, one couple mm-hmm. into the champion. The other couple, after they lost that 
that competition, you can tell they were def- they were deflated. Mm. They were not only defeated that one day, they were deflated because every time I saw them dance, every time I saw them walk onto the dance floor, every time I saw them walk at a competition, interact with other people, you can tell they weren't, they weren't even going to be make a dent against the other couple. Is the, do you think that's because they didn't uh, learn techniques for recovery or to rebuild up their confidence? Uh, I think that has some to do with it. That that definitely they they need. I think they should reach out to someone, and they need to reach out to someone. Right. To so to coming from coming from a coach, I feel yeah. like, and this happens to us all the time in daily life. Not only on the dance floor, on the competition floor, we right. allow outside circumstances, situations, people, and events to affect our emotions and how uh, we make decisions. And when you know, listen, it happened all day long today. I had a whole bunch of stuff going on, and I had you know. Uh, um, choice, choice to make. Can I let this stuff affect everything else or not? Right. Right. And it all, it happens to us. It's kind of like, what is the mental attitude that we possess before we're stepping onto that competition floor? And we have to have that fortitude and that mental and emotional strength to be able to leave everything out there. And, I have seen competitors, and tell me about this, Edson, who have messed up. I was watching the other night on a, on a video. They were in their final round of uh, there was uh, um, rising stars watching on video. Rising stars, final round, and she fell. She slipped and just fell out of her feet, and just got back up for the bow and just owned it. It didn't. It was like. Who cares? Great, I fell. And that's yeah. what, that's what coaching, that's what we need. You know, um, I want to bring it back to your coaching strategy. I want to bring it back to how you translate this to the pro-am dance world, because there are other points here that you had mentioned, you know, you work on learning how to practice and, and improve at a faster rate. Carol and I talk about this all the time. The three in one program, Kim. <laughs> Carol, explain your three-in-one program because so this, Edson, and you, without without I you don't know, know it yes without yes. dropping so, anything, but it, because this to me hits home, really that that hits home in a big way, and I want to learn from you how your coaching program is gonna, you know, uh, how you're gonna translate that to someone like us. <laughs> is Carol gonna? Oh, wait, go wait, Carol, you want me to Carol go first? So yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. just a funny. So I always try to be as productive as I can be in my lesson, right? So I tell Kim that I try to go in with the mentality of the three-in-one program. I want to learn three times as much as I can, an average person, so that I might uh, assimilate that with my one-time-a-week lesson that I do so that I go and I and I will practice that or I'll work on it for the, the days to come until I return. So right. I, I will do my, I'll, I'll try to um, learn as, as quickly as I can, but assimilate everything. And then I will look for more and try to be uh, as productive as I can be. So it's, it's just an That's approach I take. That's I a call brilliant it the dancer model. I love it. <laughs> I'm sure it's no different it. than the uh, one in one in one model. <laughs> but right, I, I, I want to learn from you, Edson, how you translate that. Um, how, how do you do that? How do you teach your students um, in your coaching program how to actually accomplish that? Accomplish um, speed. Um, the, the point of learning strategies faster, you know, learning, learning how to practice and improve at a faster rate. Right. right. Okay. So each person is different, as we know. 
what is very common with a lot of people is we, our views and our focus is just spread out too much, right? So when you, if you go to a lesson, if you go to practice, it has to be very deliberate. It has to be very focused, very zoomed in. What is the purpose for today? And let's stick to that point. I mean, I fall for this all the time as well, right? Where I go to practice, I walk in, my first conversation with my partner is, is what is the what is our purpose for today? Mm. What are we going to accomplish? Once it gets more to like in a list like of more than three, and I'm like, okay, that's enough. Still, I get off track, right? <laughs> because I get stuck on something else. And then I have to wheel myself back in and say, nope, we're off track. Let's stay on track. So if you have that mentality of staying on track and know exactly what is the purpose of each practice or each lesson you go into, right? Mm-hmm. That is a faster way for you to improve for sure. Like there's, there's no mm-hmm. ifs and buts about it. That is a faster way for you to improve your dancing, your skills, your capabilities so that you can, you can, um, I like I like having a plan, and I think it goes back to the topic of being uh, that technician that I am. You know, I, I like I like being able to plan things out, and I happen to have a partner who works with me in that way. You know, here's what you know if he knows that I have a competition coming up in a certain amount of months. Let's just say, because I'll I'll go by months. I don't go every every other week. So we will plan out what we think we'll need to tackle. I'll know what that is, and we will we will focus on that. And if because of my interest in the three-in-one program, I just called it. Sometimes we will uh, squeeze we in have another to trademark piece. That. <laughs> Maybe so, uh, but then I'll squeeze in another part of it so that I have. Uh, I think it's good sometimes to shake it up so that you're not just, you know, looking at one thing through one lens. Sometimes right. if you shake it up and practice something a little bit different, it will stimulate, you know, different uh, muscle activity, a little, you know, brain uh, sort of thoughts about what you're doing. And then, and then it clicks in how much you enjoyed the first part of what you learned in your lesson as a goal. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So, right. Yeah. but I definitely love having a, having a plan, having, knowing exactly what you're going to practice and what you're going to work on going into the studio. Mm-hmm. You know, Carol, I'm more, I shoot from more from the hip. I walk in, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, whatever. Um, which except uh, coming up to competition time. Um, one of the other Can things. I say one that, thing? Yes, please. So just to add to to um what I just said earlier, part of the teaching as well is focus, learning how to focus. A lot of us we we hear all the time, focus, focus, stay focused. We don't know how to focus. A lot of us don't know how to focus. I'm still learning how to focus, but I know a little bit more than a lot of other people, you know, on how to learn on how to focus, right? Which also ties into into um, competition. I'm going to give you a simple example. I had this one lady, um, this young lady on my table working on her and she was explaining to me her problems, what she was struggling with when she's competing. And I just, I said, okay, I think what you need is focus at the competition. And I said, I'm going to give you one little simple tool to use. I had her grab an index card. I say, in that index card, you're going to have it with you at the competition. Mm. Before you go into the competition, though, I want you to pick two or three things, maximum three. Two would be the best of the two things that you're going to focus on the whole competition. Right? For example, I mean, she was a standard dancer. She's going to have to stay left. Mm -hmm. Right? That was one of her. So that 
And then she, the, the second one was um, taking longer steps, longer stride steps going backwards, right? I said, okay, are you, this is, are you sure this is what you want to write? This is what's going to keep, you know, what's going to This is the focus. Yes, right? Is, is this your focus? And she said, yeah, I think that's what's going to make me perform best. And I, I gave it to her. I gave her this little homework. The following day, she used it. And then she called me the day after that. She's like, oh, my God. I can't believe that simple little thing of an index card. All I do is just read it before I get on the dance floor. I have my two focus skills that I have to focus uh-huh. on. That's it. Mm-hmm. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Love it. Yes. Edson, I want to we thank are you so you much. Yeah, thank I you. want to thank you so much for interviewing with us today. I found the topics to be compelling. Uh, the tips that you provided are going to be so helpful to our pro dam dance community. And I'm so proud and happy that Kim has introduced me to you as well, as since you your history goes long and far. But um, thank you so much for joining us so on much. our Dance Diaries. That's, thank you for thank having you. me. I love I love what you ladies are doing. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank yes. you so much. This is born of born of complete authenticity. Um, and yes. it's going to be put forth with passion and positive yes. energy. So yes. Edson, my friend, you know. Thank you so much. Thank you. Talk ladies. to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Have, Have a, a good wonderful night. Week. Bye-bye now. Bye bye now. Bye.